cutting room combos may not be suitable for younger listeners. In addition to a language advisory, this podcast contains themes that may be sensitive or triggering to our audience. Listener discretion is advised. Combos people after Halloween, are you sad? Don't be sad because we're still here. Uh, I count November as Halloween up until Thanksgiving. You know, it's August 1st mm. through thanks, through the day before Thanksgiving. That is true. I it's agree. Still, it's still chilly. You can still go to pumpkin patches. You can still, you know, carve pumpkins. And All right. Well, then in that case, I'm Yasmin, and I petition Halloween to last from August yeah. until November 24th. <laughs> I forget because Thanksgiving falls on like a different day, like each mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Un- un- until the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. That sounds better. I'm Jenny, and with all the power vested in me, I approve. Yay! <laughs> Which is very little power. Like pumpkin patch has got to be open like after Halloween day. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shit. All right. So if you're still with us after us celebrating Halloween with y'all. Um, yeah, that was a great episode. <laughs> Multiple episodes. Now that we're done for now with the Halloween series. Yeah. No, yeah. It was definitely a lot of fun. And I can't wait for that movie to come out already, even though I have to wait like decades, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so disappointed. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little I bit. I hate waiting. I'm, gonna, I'm a very impatient person. She wakes up and eats, eats a Snickers bar. She's like, I gotta have dessert right now. She's not she's not lying. Um <laughs> so the movie we decided to talk about today is I Know What You Did Last Summer. Came out in 1997. And oh my god, I didn't put the director's name on here. Oh, let me find it really quick. Keep talking. Well, um, for those of you who are probably thinking, well, you're all talking about celebrating fall and October and Halloween and whatnot. Why are you talking about summer? Well, the reason is because I wanted to actually premiere our season two with this movie, but Malignant came out and we were like, we kind of have to talk about this one. Yeah, but so. I did mention Malignant while we were watching this one and we'll probably talk about that later. Ha! <laughs> Excellent. So, I Know What You Did Last Summer in 1997, directed by, thank you, Jenny, Jim Gillespie. Shoot, we should really like Gillespie. 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 They should have like like a button for Siri for like names that you can't pronounce. Yeah, how pronounced? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yes, directed by Jim Gillespie, and it was about these uh, four teenagers uh, who are all friends celebrating their last summer until they hit someone with their car. Um, but then they decide to make it a secret, keep it hush-hush, and hide the body, because they didn't want their lives to go in jeopardy after high school. Um, and then a year goes by, after their first year in college, and they all reunite in their same hometown, and they get threats, basically, Mm -hmm. from a mysterious person saying, I I know what you did last summer. There you go. Mention the title in the movie. (laughs) Ha-ha. Um, so, um... Yeah. What did you think of this movie, Jenny? Because I, I haven't seen this movie in years mm-hmm. until, like, yesterday. And from what I, I remember, it was, it was thrilling. Like, it, it kind of gave me Scream vibes a little bit. It does. It does give me Scream vibes. And also, and I don't know if this is because of Sarah, Sarah Michelle Keller, but it also <laughs> gives me Scooby-Doo vibes. <laughs> It, and the other guy, whatever the fuck his name is. No uh, Fre- Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I I actually loved the concept. I haven't seen anything like this. And mm-hmm. I know it was made in 97, but like the fact that someone, like they they have a secret. Like who is the actual bad guy if they're keeping a secret? You know what I mean? Like no one is perfect. And it's oh, such yeah. a like, such a good basis and foundation for to build a story around. I liked it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm glad you did. I, because I've always liked it too, and I've seen, well, I haven't seen actual reviews, but I've read about how people were kind of let down, uh, because they had expectations after Scream, because yeah. it was written by Kevin Williamson, who also had co-written some of the scripts from the Scream movies. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I can kind of see how it wasn't as successful as. Uh, 
well, we'll just compare this to the first Scream movie. Because I'll be honest, I don't remember seeing much of the second one to I know what you did last summer. Nor the third one. I don't think that one I've seen at all. But Are we going to compare them later on? Because I have a comparison that I want to talk about. Uh, to Scream? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We could definitely talk about those uh, probably in a bit. Okay, let me write it down <laughs> then so I don't forget. Hashtag yeah. Virgo. Which note should I put it in? Oh, gosh. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad I got to see this movie again, and also I'm glad that it was available, like, for free on Amazon. We're not sponsored, but just thought I'd point that out there. Um, oh, fuck Amazon. <laughs> whoops. So. You um, need to spread your wealth, greedy <laughs> motherfucker. Oh my god. I feel very passionate about this. And it's like a necessary evil, because it's so easy to... Let's... Okay, so let me step off my soapbox. Let's continue with this movie. <laughs> no, that, that's okay. You're probably not the only one in that position, let's be honest. Um, so, there weren't as many effects that I found in this movie, but again, I, I had to point them out. I liked them. Uh, I only pointed out one thing for the audio, and mm. that was... Um, the use of percussion or like the low keyboard and how they associated it with like the killer's footsteps a little yeah. bit. Like when he was uh, sneaking into, oh, what was her name? Helen's house, like looking around and like sneaking up to her bedroom and whatnot. I was like, oh my God, this is pretty creepy. But like, that's the only thing in audio that stood out to me. Yeah. Um, and then visual had Wait, i want to add an audio oh you got some marching band they brought up uh... the marching band a lot of the time <laughs> and it was like it was like hiding noise it really was yeah and it, it was and it was like so classic because it, it felt like a high school marching band because they were off key sometimes like <laughs> they weren't always together oh my god it especially... felt so genuine and i actually really loved it it made it feel like i was actually in a town not like in a scripted yeah you know like when I heard that uh, that trumpet playing, like, but like it was like really off key. I was waiting for you to do off key, but I know that you can't physically off key. I was actually trying. You were like one eighth step flat. Probably was. That's a thing. It probably is. Okay, continue. But like just hearing that kind of took me back to my high school days, just hanging out in the band room um and just hearing like one trumpet guy just like goofing off just oh, yeah. playing on on his instrument and so that that was really cool and i also liked actually with um now that you mentioned the marching band how it was kind of playing in the background while uh helen was in that parade and mm -hmm. she was looking around oh because it was music overlay on that still right right exactly that that creepy music kind of going over the uh, marching band music as she's looking around for the yeah. fishermen. So it made I, it feel like chaotic and dispersed. Right. Like, like I can't focus because I can't hear. You know when it's raining and you're driving so you gotta turn off your radio so you can see? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> That's what it felt like. like. She's trying to look around and she couldn't um, focus because it was like not only her fear with that music overlay but also the band and the chaos that was happening. Yeah, and you were like as distracted as she was. So I thought, at least for that audio, now that you mention it, that was really cool. Um, for the visual, there's a little bit more. And you pointed these out to me, Jenny, before I ever could. You're like, are you going to put these in your notes? I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Typing. Um, so the first one was actually really cool, the use of steam. Um, especially for Max's death scene. And the final scene, of course. Um, which I'd like to talk about more later with Max's death scene particularly um so it was a good uh blockage of the visual oh yeah yeah that I thought that was really cool not and just like the steam but also while there was steam there they use shadows in the steam yes you're right see I, I didn't even notice those and, and there and... I just thought it was really clever because usually people use fog and like that's outside Oh. You know, outside with the fog, and you're like, oh, it's a, it's a dark day with fog. But, like, this one was, like, the guy was in the fishing thing. Oh, in, in an enclosed space. Yeah, yeah. So they had to create, a, like, a blockage of vision somehow. Yeah. And he was just steaming fucking crabs or something. Yeah, right? Oh, that yeah. Was cool. Yeah, I like that. And then uh, the uh, 
drop down screen and that that theater where they yeah, were yeah. doing that beauty pageant thing mm-hmm. and like they it just looked like you know a regular background on on that screen and then as the camera zooms in closer it becomes more transparent yeah and it shows uh helen and barry you know in, a, in an embrace and she's being scared and shit <laughs> um <laughs> an embrace and an embrace but uh yeah no that was really cool too and then of course. I didn't think there actually was going to be one until I had remembered in this scene. First person camera view uh, for when the fisherman was chasing Helen to uh, the the store that she and her sister works in. And then also when he's walking towards Elsa as well. So I thought that was really cool. What tropes did I find that were defeated in this movie and different from the others? Tropes. Let's take a look. Defeated tropes. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to probably call it from now on, honestly. Defeated Tropes. That's our segment. Uh, (laughs) So the first one was that usually in a scary movie, the killer comes from behind and you're like, behind you, watch out. Um, But in this case with um, Max's death scene, the killer was right in front of him. (laughs) He was also in front of him with uh, Barry. With Barry, you're right. Okay, yeah. I definitely forgot about that one. Um, he and was also in front of them with uh, Helen. Helen, wait, when wasn't he was in the plastic? Oh my God! Yeah, you're right. He was in the plastic <laughs> thing, and then he like charged at her. She was already looking at it, like she knew. She's like, "Fuck!" With that weird fast forward. Oh yeah, they fast forward it. Like felt like a fucking hamster wheel. It's like a. Like, they try to force a scare there, but it was like, oh, eh, no, it didn't scare me. <laughs> yeah, it's because we kept our eyes open. I'm yeah. pretty sure in 97 we would have been like, ah! <laughs> you, you're also, probably right. I'm not going to mention how old we were in 97, but... Oh, yeah. No, you, you, you're you right there. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, so the killer in that case was hidden behind the steam or through the steam, whatever oh, yeah, you want to yeah. call it. So, that was uh, very good on their part. Um, another trope was that usually the killer would take revenge by instantly killing those people he's taking the revenge on one by one. Mm-hmm. But instead, he was focusing more on stalking initially, uh, especially when uh, he was after Barry. He didn't kill Barry after hitting him with the car, you know, oh, through yeah. the fucking building. He just walks out of the car, stands over his body, and then we just cut to the next scene. Yeah. And it's just like, oh. Okay, I thought he was just going to easily be dead there, but whatever. Um, So then, another trope, no drinking, Um, which would equal death. You drink, you die. Um, But Barry's drunk ass on that night from last summer, (laughs) distracted Ray when he was trying to drive everybody home, which led to killing someone else. Well, what they thought was killing someone else instead of getting themselves killed. So do you blame Barry for them running over that person? I do! Because then afterward he's like, this is my dad's fucking car, he's gonna kill me! Well, you were being fucking irresponsible on your drunk ass with a glass bottle in your hand above the sunroof or moonroof, whatever that car had, while the car was moving on, like, a freeway or whatever you want to call it. Like... Come on, you, you gotta be better than that. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, Barry, asshole character, but we'll get to that. And then another defeated trope um, was that usually they would show a murder from start to finish, at least based off of the Scream movies that I've seen for the most part. But in this case, and I'm sorry, I didn't write the example in my notes, but the example, and I'm mad about this, was Barry's death when... Um, What's her name? Helen. I said that again. What's her name? Helen was on the stage of that beauty contest thing. And uh, she's she is watching um, Barry getting, well, taken away from the fisherman. And like screaming, no, no, whatever. But you don't see Barry getting killed at all. Now, what's funny to me is that that's not how I remembered the movie. And if there's anyone out there who can back me up or find, <gasps> like, if it's an unrated version or Mandela something. Effect. I It better not be. I swear Mandela, to God. Mandela, Mandela. Because, <laughs> oh, God. Because the scene that I remember was, oh, man, maybe it was another movie. I, I'm not sure. I just remember seeing 
that the girl in the beauty contest was about to do her talent and it was basically like a monologue from a sketch where she was supposed to be like crying and screaming in agony and whatever and she happens to be doing that while seeing her boyfriend being killed on the balcony while you know she's screaming like what the hell is wrong with you people like he's getting killed up there and everyone's like oh she's really good oh my god what a performance <laughs> oh wow like i mean may maybe i'm wrong who knows but i swear i remember it was helen and barry in that scene that i saw i mean again if anyone can correct me or back me up whatever let me know please because this is bugging the hell out of me <laughs> So, and, or if you know what movie she's thinking of that she's confusing it with. Yes. Which is also possible. Honestly, yeah, because like I, I remember like that particular moment, like clear as day. I, I'm just starting to question myself with the characters now. Yeah. So those are all the tropes that I got out of this. Not a lot, but. I have another one. Do you? The one that you always like to say, no sex. No sex. They started with that in the beginning. They were both on the beach. All of them were on the beach. They and they did. went to their little respective corners and started fucking making out and like assuming, you know, like you suggesting know. Yeah. that they were doing the suggestive. It was like this the Sydney Prescott thing. They didn't actually like show her like, mm -hmm. you know, completely stripped off her clothes or completely doing the thing. And like, <laughs> they didn't show either of the couples actually doing it. We, again, like you said, assumed. Loophole! They escaped death. Well, for most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so we know who the killer is for those of us who have seen the movie. <gasps> who is it? Some fisherman. Some fisherman. <laughs> Someone completely unrelated to these characters whatsoever. And that's the funny thing, is that like, this movie leads you to really have the same expectations as you did with Scream. Yeah, because I did. You remember when we started watching it? I was like, I have a feeling it's one of them. Right? It's yeah. It's definitely like one of those guys. <laughs> and I was like, would it be funny if it was the main girl? What's her name? Uh, oh shit, what was her name? Julie. Julie. <laughs> yes. So like... I'm so sorry. Let me just adjust my chair. <laughs> nah, it's okay. Okay, continue. So I mean, okay, maybe just to better explain so everyone understands. Because I had a hard time understanding, even though I saw this movie more than once. Um, so the killer was the fi was a fisherman. And what I gathered from what Julie said was that the reason why he went after these four people was because that the person that they hit, quote unquote, was actually a guy that the fisherman had already killed. I thought it was the fisherman. See, I, I mean... Okay, okay. Here's oh, you're because right. Because they didn't have a tattoo. Remember right. the sister was like, David didn't have a tattoo. Okay, my mistake. So it wasn't David. It was actually... Uh, Benjamin. Benjamin Willie. Benjamin Willie. Benjamin Willis? That ben, ben Willis, yeah. Sorry if I just yelled. Ben Willis. My mistake. So, yeah, they, they hit the fisherman when so he was trying to the, dispose of his... Of the other guy. Yes. And they... He disappeared fucking quick, apparently, or what? I, I, I don't even know. They... Okay, so then they thought that they killed the guy. Yeah. But he woke up, like, more than once, like, before they dumped his body in the water. Mm -hmm. And then I'm guessing in that time frame or whatever, before they found the, the other guy's body in the water. Yeah. Like, he must have gotten out was drenched in in his clothes and grabbed uh the other guy's name is what david mm -hmm. david put his body in the water okay here's what i think <laughs> like what <laughs> how did they did they switch i mean ben i don't know Willis killed what's the other guy's name david oh shit da david, david egan egan so ben willis killed david egan and then on that bridge on, I mean, on that turn where they were, on that cliff. Yes. And then when he was just walking away, that's when they hit him. I think he had already killed him and disposed of the body. Okay. Because then they hit him, then he had like a jump scare to wake up when they were on the dock, and then he had a jump scare when he woke up in the water. Oh, yeah. Like and then they thought the they actually killed him, but then at the end when he's on the boat, he says, make sure they're actually dead. Ha ha. Hmm. Yeah. So I think he already technically killed him because... 
who okay because julie julie said that right she she actually said right that ben had killed him already and that we hit yeah. the fisherman mm-hmm. it was okay. really quick and i feel like it also had to do with her looking at the computer screen like how am i supposed to read that fast Right, like, that was, like, a lot of info to, like, uncover, and it just came in, like, within five minutes. Oh, there it is. Okay, thank you, Wikipedia. (laughs) Julie finds an article mentioning Susie's father, Ben Willis, and realizes Ben was the man they ran over moments after he killed David to avenge his daughter. Okay, so he was just butthurt that they, like, left him for dead. (laughs) And they they tried, like, killing him but failed. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, that makes sense then. Well, since we know who the killer was and that the... Oh, gosh. Sorry, Paco. Podcast pup. Um, <laughs> since we know who the killer was, I just want to go over the possible um, uh, other people who could have had motive to be the killer because, you know, it gave off that kind of scream vibe even though that wasn't the case. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there, there was just a very short list of people I was able to come up with who could have had motive to go after these four people. Um, one was Max, who was, uh, he, he was like a kind of a poor kid who happened to be at the party. He was like, I think he was working like at that party that the kids were in for the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, he showed that jealousy of, you know, the, the rich kids, the, the four main people, they're, they're, they're rich kids, whatever. Not all of them. No, yeah, except for Ray. You're right. He just tried fitting in, but that's that's another story. But Max basically, like, got jealous, you know? Lower class, and on top of that, he was rejected by Julie. Because, like, he tried, like, kind of oh, yeah. asking her out. She's like, uh, no, but I don't know. she was nice that. about it. Yeah. she. even she was... when they were all bullying him in the beginning, she yeah. kind of still said, sorry, bye, Max. Right, yeah. But, um... Yeah, and then of course the those the four kids thought that it was Max too because he happened to be driving by after the accident had happened and they were trying to get rid of him, so he could have been suspicious. But obviously that wasn't the case because the fisherman basically caught him on a hook. <laughs> okay. Paco just licked my face. Paco, you nasty. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, so the next possible killer motive, this was kind of a light one. It's Elsa, uh, Helen's sister. And this was, again, a another jealousy reason. She, you know, is Helen's older sister, and Helen happens to ha- be a town beauty queen. And She was so mean to her. Oh, so mean. She's like, oh, the little princess, you know, did like you break a nail? washed up queen or something like that. Washed right. up high school has-been. Yeah. She was just so mean. I was like... Damn, jealous much? No wonder you're single. Um, and then, like, another thing was a quote that she said, you and your hair, as Helen just kept, like, brushing oh, yeah. her long hair. It kind of led into that. Right, and the next morning, Helen wakes up with her luscious locks all chopped off and all over her bed, and, you know, But it was out. because Ben Willis was in the closet listening to that whole transaction. How are you just in the closet the whole night and just... Oh, God, it's fucking creepy. (laughs) And then he came out of the closet. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it was not Elsa, as she was killed by a fish hook as well. When the fisherman had her hanging literally by the fucking belly button on the hook. (laughs) Why are you laughing at that? It was so sad. (laughs) It was was sad, but like... (laughs) She looked like a fucking rag doll. Um, But anyway... Then another person, and this was not technically a character that was shown in the movie, was Ray's dad. Because there was a small snippet of a conversation between Julie and Ray when they were talking about uh, how Ray has his job as a fisherman. And he's like, oh yeah, just like my dad, you know? She's like, I thought you didn't know anything about your dad. And he said, well, I only knew that my dad was a fisherman. That's all I ever knew about him. So clearly the father wasn't a huge part of Ray's life. And, like, the fact that the fisherman was always covering his face and, you know, keeping his identity a mystery. Yeah. It, I was thinking, oh, God, that, that could have been interesting because the killer would have actually been connected to one of the kids. Yeah. And it could have also been, like, a way to kind of keep Ray away from the Richie Rich kids, that they're a bad influence on him. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of weird, overprotective da- dad thing, even though he didn't want to be a part of his life. But... I don't know. 
That's what I thought about it. And I, considering the small cast, I mean, that is all of the possible killers I could have come up with. It could have also been Julie because she was the most hesitant to go to the police in the beginning. (gasps) It could have definitely been Ray himself because of the Billy Blue thing that I think we'll probably talk about. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because they were pointing fingers at um, Ray for a a long time. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, they kind of made us think that too with him not being in most of the movie. Yeah, disappearing and whatnot. Yeah, like he's like, I don't want to be a part of it. Like, like, "Hmm, why? Why don't you want to be a part of it? You're right. You're too busy killing people. It's kind. It was kind of a like a Billy Loomis vibe. Yeah, but that's pretty awesome. Um, It could have also been Barry because he was like, if they're gonna talk about it, I might as well kill him off. Okay. Yeah. Although Barry was the second one. Yeah. And I don't think it could have been Helen anyway. Nah, uh, no. She, she'd she break a nail, freak out, and be like, that's it, I quit. This is not the job for me. If it was Daphne, however. If it was Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a different story. And now for the obituary of the Lost Souls. Who can say where <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. So let's just talk about these victims over here. Um, starting with David Egan, uh, the guy who we thought got hit by a car but actually got killed by the fisherman. Because um, <laughs> initially in the beginning I wrote, he got hit by a car from a drunk teen. Aha, broke the rules. But no, it's because he, what was it? He was driving his car in that same area with his wife Susie. Mm-hmm. Got into an accident that mm-hmm. got her killed. Yes. But he survived. And so the fisherman, the, the father of Susie, in case we didn't clear that up, uh, I guess didn't like that, blamed him for his daughter's death, whatever, and, and killed him. Um, Podcast Pub keeps trying to climb on the desk, but I'm scared oh. that he's going to hit the space bar or something. <laughs> okay, yeah. I could see. You are being a good Podcast Pub, Paco. Um, so, yeah... Um, I don't think, uh, well, it wasn't drunk driving, was it? I don't remember. Should I go back? Let me see. Yeah, just in case. Because, like, if if it was, like, just some random accident, then <clears throat> David was just, you know, I guess, innocent. And, like, got, got killed, like, for no, at no particular fault, <sighs> if that makes sense. Oh, let her to believe that the man was David Egan. Helen and Julie meet. No, that's it. Oh. Oh, damn it. It doesn't tell us why. Anyways. Uh, So it was just a random accident. I don't know. I mean, what? Oh, Paco. You stopped sniffing the mic, Paco? (laughs) I wonder if the mic picked that up. He was sniffing the little (laughs) pop filter. (laughs) Oh, my God. You were too cute. But, I mean, well, no. Should I? You know what? I'm going to Google it. Because then I'm wondering, like, what, what if, like, the freak accident was because of the fisherman getting rid of another dead body? At that time, without Susie knowing, she couldn't have known her father's life like that. And who knows what he was doing and where. Okay, so you're making up a story for Susie, is what you're saying. Right. Okay, continue. <laughs> you want, I don't know. So then, I guess with David in that case, they just didn't want to put any more detail into it, and he was just, I guess, an innocent bystander just in the way. So anyway, next victim is Max. Paco, wait! Be careful, buddy. Oh, my God. Okay. So the next one was Max, as we had discussed earlier. Uh, So back to the whole use of the steam. He was unaware of his surroundings and, again, didn't look behind him. Got killed by the person in front of his face. Um, And I guess also it was to eliminate him as a suspect because, you know, Barry had that... uh, confrontation with him when he was alive and like get away from us we know that it was you who has been threatening us and shit so they i guess wanted to eliminate him to keep the other people guessing who it is kind of keep the identity mysterious of it all so yeah but why did he have to die Uh, i guess like i don't know he seemed like one of those characters that was like rather useless to the plot like i don't think Oh, God, Paco, your tail. It's hitting the microphone as well. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, if anything, he would have been more of a Debbie Downer. 
like throughout the rest of the movie if he was kept alive. That's just my opinion. Do you think um, he knew? Mm, nah, I don't think so. I think he was just thinking like, oh good, Barry's like throwing up. He's finally suffering for something. What a piece of shit. I don't know. Max was always just kind of like jealous of them and just hoping that something bad would happen yeah. to them. I don't so. think he needed to die, though. I don't think Ben had any reason to kill him. And if no. you think otherwise, comment on our Instagram page. Yeah, for real, though. Tweet us at... No, you know... What is it at? Convo's oh, room. Oh, at Convo's room. Yeah. Now, I wonder before Max had died, you know how they showed when Max put that, um, that hook away? Mm-hmm. And then after we had followed him somewhere, walking to another room, the camera pans to the place where he put the hook and noticed that the hook was gone. Yeah. Do you think that was like, like, did the fisherman not have a weapon beforehand, or was it he was he just using making use of the environment? He just like needed a weapon right away, and somehow felt the need to kill Max. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just still trying to figure out why Max. Why did he need to die? Like, he was annoying. He was, I mean, he but was completely... Mr. Ben Willis didn't have any fucking motive to kill that guy, unless he wanted to take the credit for scaring them. He's like, oh shit, Barry thinks it's that this guy, and I don't want him to take the credit. Mm. Oh, well, Ju- when, when Julie opened her trunk, it was his, uh, it was Max's corpse that was in the trunk, right? And she seemed to you know, be the nicest to him. So she she kind of felt something personal with Max. Because I noticed that the fisherman would target each kid from the accident based off of, like, you know, so, something close to them. And I, I guess with Max, it would affect Julie the most to see him dead. It wouldn't affect so Barry. Like a tool to scare them then? Yeah. That's Damn. nothing. Rest in peace, Max. Man, rest in peace. Next one apparently was Barry, and and you know within that whole like screen time, like there wasn't a lot of kills between Max and Barry. But with Barry, well, they didn't show the whole kill for one thing, and we don't see his dead body until that whole ice bath scene on the boat. Um, but of course, Barry was the total asshole character and a half, like. He did not need to go up on Julie, yelling at her, manhandling her, like, putting her in a chokehold, making her say word by word a promise to not say the whole accident thing to anybody. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Maybe that's why he could have had motive to be the fisherman guy. And mm. also, he was drunk. And no I don't want to say that drinking justifies asshole behavior. Mm. Mm-hmm. But... But maybe it was to portray that he is, like, paranoid extra because he's drunk. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. But, yeah. Barry. Uh, yeah. Next. That's it? Oh, my God. He was annoying Someone has an aversion to Barry. Like, I think he had cool hair. Yeah, Justin Timberlake wannabe. I know, that's what I, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Oh, my God. Nice seeing you, Barry. Yeah, cool hair. <laughs> um, so then the next death shortly after that was Officer Caporizo? Caporizo? <laughs> Officer Chorizo. <laughs> oh my god. Was him. And I put the note behind you because, like, he was in that sort of situation. He was paying attention to Helen yelling. She kept saying, behind you. And he just would not turn around in less than two seconds to look. Uh, so there was that. And then he also went to investigate what the fisherman was doing on his own without realizing who that was. And also, he was being very condescending towards Helen. Like, you're just seeing things. You're you're imagining it. There's no Barry. Who's Barry? And well, oh, yeah. I'm sure if there was a murder, there would have been a body around here. This is you're a joke. You're being dramatic. You're acting crazy. Right. Like, uh, we don't need that kind of attitude, okay? Let, let's take this a little seriously here so officer nice seeing you next and last unfortunately was helen she also died with the whole behind you tactic as well um in the midst of the fourth of july fireworks and the marching band playing like 
two feet away from her, but of course no one can hear her or... That happened in Trick or Treat. Uh, oh my god, yeah, that's right. In the alley, and she was yelling for help and no one believed her because it was like Halloween. Oh my parade. god. It was a parade, wasn't it? It was. It was a parade. Or it was just or... like a crowded street in that case. But it was like an alleyway and they were like right there, like so close to escaping. <sighs> god. Yeah, and I, I had hopes for Helen because like she had tried really hard with like fighting and like escaping even though like that glass in the back of the cop car seemed too easily breakable. I mean, hello, have you seen Scream 2? <laughs> they had to enter. Well, her tacones <laughs> are fucking huge. Her heels were like 1997 chonky heels. Man, <laughs> why couldn't she use those as a weapon? Why didn't she keep them with her? <laughs> it's hard to run in chonky heels. Yeah, true. Oh my I'm god. I'm chonky on purpose, by the way. I don't have a weird accent. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You skipped Helen's sister. You're absolutely right. I forgot about her. Um. Well, I guess the whole behind you thing that that happened with her too. And. Sure, her reaction seemed delayed to me. Maybe that was an acting thing, I don't know. She like turned around and saw the man walking towards her with the hook. She looks at him up and down for like a good 10 seconds. And then she screams, turning her head away. I felt like she could have ran like either side away from him or something. I don't think she was entirely trapped. I don't think she thought that that was the guy that was following her. Like, she she did the same thing the police officer did. Like, oh, Helen, you're just overreacting. There's no one following you. Oh. Went to go lock the door real slowly. It took her sweet, sweet ass time, too. Oh, God. Yeah, you're oh, right. Oh, <laughs> He's just getting comfy, right, Paco? Oh, he's so cute. <laughs> but yeah, sorry, Hel or, Helen. Uh, <laughs> Elsa. Elsa. Oh, my God. Uh, okay, rest in peace. Because, like, the way you ca he carried your body looked painful. Um, and uh, Helen, rest in peace, because you, you put up a really good fight. She, she really tried, like, running away, and he, he still somehow, like, went all Michael Myers and, like, caught up to her. Yeah. So. <laughs> I had a very little theory about... The theory! <laughs> ...about the killer in this movie, a.k.a. the fisherman, a.k.a. Ben... Um, not very menacing sounding. Um, <laughs> oh no, Ben. It's like a... Um, Watch out for Ben. <laughs> no one from... It's a cartoon movie. Hoodwinked. Monsters vs. Aliens. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what is Hoodwinked? Hoodwinked is that uh, Red Riding Hood movie. Uh, the story gone wrong. Um, basically the, the bad guy no, was the No, I know what movie it is, but why are you referencing it? Because he was, like, talking to all of his henchmen, like, well, Dolph, do this. Helga, do that. And Keith, darn it, change your name. It's oh, not that scary. Keith. And then as he walks away, he's like, oh, watch out for Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Monsters vs. Aliens. What was that? Because he's like, what do you call your, what do they call you? And she's like, Susan. Oh. <laughs> and he goes, Susan. Oh, I almost scared myself or something like that. <laughs> I, re I remember that one. Oh my god, Monsters vs. Aliens. Is that a second reference to that one? That was good. What? Second? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> um, oh, Fresno! That's when we referenced Fresno. it before. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let's no. get back on track. <laughs> what were we talking about? Theory. Um, <laughs> that uh, the killer, Ben... Uh, <laughs> That I found him, in a way, to be similar to It, but focused for teens. It for teens. Um, Sounds like chicken, <laughs> chicken soup for the soul. Teens. <laughs> oh, God. Chicken soup for the soul. Pet lover's soul. <laughs> oh, my those God. Those so, so fucking sad. I can't read those books. Continue. Oh, God. Um, so, the reasons that I found the fisherman to be slightly similar to It was because both of them were kind of town folk legends. Uh, I know that with It, the kids were talking about it happening every 27 years and all the events that happened every time it emerged. Um, and then the legend of the fishermen, the four uh, teens were talking about it in um, 
the beginning of the movie at the beach in their little campfire They're thing. They're talking about like, the hook man. The hook man. Like, oh no, you got the story all wrong. It ended like this. No, it ended like this. I've heard that story before. You did? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard this. I've heard multiple versions of it, just like they explained in the beginning. Really? These two kids go to like make out in their car and they know that there's like this escaped lunatic with a hook for a hand. But then I've heard like literally like they said, one of them is like they kill the the boy that goes out to check the noise. Yeah. And she she like drip drip of the blood. But then there's another version that that like they get away after hearing scratching noises on their car and when they get home they see a hook stuck to the side door. Like, the handle the door. So, like, they're right. I have heard different versions of that story. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. That's awesome. <laughs> so, like, the fact that both of these um, yeah. antagonists, I guess, had these uh, these infamous, like, histories, I thought that was uh, an interesting similarity. Um, another one was both of them had these this focus of scaring people based off of their fears. Uh, with it, it's a given, focuses on the child's fear, and it comes in the form of that. How the fuck do you come in the form of darkness? I was just thinking about what I'm scared of. <laughs> I'm scared oh, of the dark. Gosh. How the hell would Pennywise come? Ah. He, no, don't think about it. <laughs> um, but then in the fisherman's case, he did focus on each teen um, based off of their fear. Like Helen with her hair, her fear of like, you know, losing... That prized possession on her head. Yeah, it was very pretty. Yeah. Um, Julie, it wasn't necessarily like, you know, a fear of crabs or anything like that. I don't know. But, um, like, the thing with it as well is that he uses, like, something personal to someone to kind of incite that fear. Um, and I guess that personal thing in the case for Julie was Max. Because she really seemed to have like a sweetheart for him or something, even though she was with Ray. I still don't understand that. It could also be like the fear of the skeletons in the closet. She just kept saying she wanted to move on. Like, I want to come clean and move on. Because there's fucking skeletons in my closet. Or dead bodies in my trunk. Ha! You're right. (laughs) That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then like, for um, the case of Barry... Like, it, the fisherman resorted to violence to incite fear. But also the car. The car. It was his car. It was Barry's car. And then later on, he uses Barry's car oh. to threaten him. Oh my god. Yeah, you're right. And then Ray got a letter. <laughs> Keith. Keith. <laughs> so, I, I thought that the fisherman was like, you know, kind of hitting below the belt, like taking it personal with each teen at a time. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought that was interesting. Um, okay, yeah, I already said resorting to violence, chasing Barry with the car. And then, okay, so it eats children, human flesh, whatever. I don't know what the fisherman does, but he had he kept bodies in the ice bath in his boat. It's he, so weird that you're calling it an ice bath. An ice bath. That is weird, isn't it? I mean, he's a fisherman. He has to keep his product fresh. True. So then, like... That's what the ice is for, but why did he put the bodies in there? Right. Like, I know you gotta hide the bodies, but are you intending on keeping those bodies in there forever? Or are you gonna dump them at some point? Because I, with the TV shows that I have seen, you don't really have to freeze a body in order to dump it. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if he has has a cannibal problem or what. I'm just saying. (laughs) I don't know. He could. I mean, like you said, they're fucking, they're on ice. (laughs) Make up some (laughs) shish kebabs. Uh, Oh, God. Berry kebabs. (laughs) So, yeah, I admit, this isn't the most solid theory, but, like, I mean, the similarities, I just couldn't help but compare the two, so... Mm -hmm. That's all I got for theories. That's the theories. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I know that this movie, there wasn't too much to talk about, considering how short the plot was. It was like two days. Pretty much. Like, one day last year and then one day this yeah, exactly. year. Yeah, <laughs> um, Yeah, so, I mean, part of me wants to watch the sequels to get more of the closure in all of this but like I have seen the 
like reviews and the ratings get worse and worse after I mean, each that sequel. happens just like we talked about in the halloween kills episode which you should all go and listen to yes absolutely um, that like people have expectations after a while <sighs> yeah no that that's fair you're right also <laughs> i forgot we didn't talk about like the end scene in in this movie oh <laughs> when she's at, back at college yeah like in 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 the steam of the shower she was about to go in. And Which steamed up real quick. Yeah. She goes, she... let me turn on the shower, and then let me go grab my letter. <gasps> the whole room is filled with steam now. Right, like after one shower. Right. <laughs> right. She didn't even shower. She... No. No, she did not. She didn't. She wanted to read her letter before she went in there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, that was weird. But, yeah, and then the whole thing with the a towel... Ray, don't you start with me. Like, it just seems so cheesy. I'm just like, Julie, why? <laughs> I don't think it was for Julie. I think it was for the fans. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I, I can see You that. notice that she's wearing less and less clothes throughout the movie? She starts off the movie and she's like completely covered. In overalls? And, no, before then. Oh, right, yeah. And then she comes back from college and she's in the overalls. And then later on, she's in like a tank top, isn't she? She she is like or like a, it was like a really low cut like cardigan yeah thing yeah and then at the end she's in a towel why did they do that how dare <sighs> man and she didn't really give off like you know personality wise of like being like a tease or something she was just she was just wearing whatever she wanted to be comfortable which is why I think it was for the fans yeah uh, that's upsetting <laughs> also. Scream Queen. Not oh, gonna yeah. lie. Her screens are so great, but also they put so many of them in there that I was just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a lot of em- emphasis and emphasis. Emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> like most of the time it looked like she just stood there and just like inhaled and screamed. <laughs> like I felt like she could have done something, but like it was Ray to the rescue coming in on a rope like a fucking pirate. He was like, totally a pirate at the end of that. He yeah. climbed the mast to get back in. He swung the little hook thing. He swung himself down. <laughs> Arg me matey. He just needed a fucking parrot and an eye patch. <laughs> but speaking of Arg me mateys, like when the fisherman was going up that fucking rope and then his hand got cut off at the top. Mm-hmm. Talk about like fucking karma. You know he's going to have a fucking hook next <gasps> next season. Or oh series. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> I didn't even make the connection. <laughs> Like, I'm a bet the, the same guy's coming back because his body didn't turn up. And now he has a hook hand. Now he has a hook hand. Now Don't he worry, really says the officer. The rest of the body will show up sooner or later. Yeah, in your college dorm bathroom. <laughs> also, that scare in the end. Like, <laughs> crashing through the glass shower door and then a sudden scream. Like, I'm sure that wasn't, like, a real attack considering Julia's in the second movie. <laughs> So she's a good singer, isn't she a good singer? Uh, I don't know. Who's the actress again? Uh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, she sings. She sings. She sings. No way. Yeah, she does, doesn't she? What? Guys, does she sing? If she sings, like I gotta I hear this. She sings. I guess. <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt. How can I forget her name if my name is also Jennifer? Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, you know what's funny? Wait, is... yeah. What? Jennifer Love Hewitt. The first thing that comes up is artist on Apple Music. Pop. What? American actress, producer, and singer. You want to know how I know? How? She has a song in Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. What? I pronounce that so weird. Hunchback of Notre Dame? Yes. No, Notre Dame? Notre Dame? I think either one is correct. She has a song in that. She has a song in that? Yeah. Th- does it sound good? I don't remember. Oh, God. It's like an unlocked memory with her name. Wow. I never knew that. Wow. Okay. You might have to fact check me on that later. <laughs> Could just be an unlocked fuzzy memory that like it completely attributed to something. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, so then you you liked this movie, correct? Would you watch it again? Yeah, I actually want to watch it again sometime. Yeah. Okay. I'm freaking down. I think I might want to watch the sequels just to say that I did, but I don't know if I'll, I'm like ready. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I 
because you know me, I hate leaving things unfinished. And like, if I'm left on a cliffhanger like that, and I know that there's other sequels, I'm gonna want to complete them all. Yeah. Even if it is considered bad by other people. What's <laughs> <laughs> bad? What's trash? Someone? What is the saying? One man's trash is another man's <gasps> <Thank> treasure. <you. laughs> One man's trash is a raccoon's treasure. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I, I, of course, definitely watched this again. It's, you know, in the same era as Scream, if I do say so myself. So, you know, that kind of nostalgia, I'm always down for that. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, speaking of nostalgia. Huh. Sorry to bring up another topic, but... What happened? Helen's eyebrows. Helen's eyebrows. Helen. You know, I hardly noticed her eyebrows. Exactly, because it was 97. They were just like little lines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Follow so, us on Instagram. Yes. Cutting Room Combos. Please, Instagram, Twitter at Combos Room, even the Facebook page at uh, Cutting Room Combos. Um, and I'll mention it again in case if you didn't see our Lucky 7 Days of Halloween last week. All our pictures are still up there on all our social media. We worked really hard on it. I'm pretty proud of it, so go ahead and check that out. And let us know if we should watch the I Know What You Did Last Summer series. Which, yes. it, what is it? It's a prime original, right? It is, yes. Let us know if it is good. Should I watch it? We, we will consider your opinion. <laughs> I am saying that with the utmost strength. Currently I'm watching Sabrina, though, so... The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That sounds good to me. No, apparently people hate it. So, wait, okay, no. we're, not, we're not talking about this, though. No, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, let me know if I should watch that other one, okay? Yes. We just finished You on Netflix, and we need something to watch. So if that's, like, a good option, let me know. Mm-hmm. Let her know. Straight up. All right, well, thank you for joining us on this fisherman's journey on Cutting Room Convos, and then we will see you next week. I'm Yasmin. I'm Jenny. And I'll be right back. Cutting Room Combos was recorded at our home studio. All opinions are our own and we do not represent any companies mentioned. This episode was on I Know What You Did Last Summer, the 1997 film directed by Jim Gillespie. Which we never actually figured out how to pronounce. (laughs) Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Combos Room. Hope you enjoyed!